we're back. Welcome back, everyone. We're back to the Ghost Station podcast, number one podcast in the world. We haven't recorded an episode in five weeks. Actually, it might be six now. <laughs> we haven't, but you've been hearing from us. And uh, recently, one highlight before we get started into the episode was a few people actually from both both of our uh, groups of friends and people we know messaged us with the wrapped Spotify. Oh yeah, and, everybody got their wrapped. Yeah, and they just um, had Ghost Station on there. And it was really, really like special for me at least. I don't know. I thought it was special, yeah. The fact that, I mean, to be fair, I don't know how many of our friends that messaged us these like actually listen to podcasts like yeah. a lot, <laughs> right? But I'd like to think that they do. And they just really like our podcast. I mean, I don't care about the fact, if you listen to others, the fact that you made the time to even listen to, even if it was like two episodes. Um, we love you. We respect you. Your time is valuable. So, you know, that's awesome. And I you should definitely continue spending it listening to Ghost Station. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's also kind of terrifying for me because I'm like, oh my God, people listen to us. <laughs> And, like, you hear my voice, you hear about whatever we're talking about, whatever we've gone through. And sometimes, sometimes I forget that, just recording yeah. with the two of us, you know. Sometimes I have friends ask me about stuff that I know for a fact I didn't tell them. Yeah. And then they, they've heard it through the podcast. And I've just been like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> I know, and I've had that happen, too. I'm like, how do you know that story? And they're like, you said it on your podcast. And I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Everybody knows that Everyone story knows now. Everyone knows it now. <laughs> um, so all of our nine average listeners <laughs> we love you guys <laughs> um no but seriously that means a lot and uh at least from our end it's highly highly like a lot of love and appreciation and it's a gratitude for you guys to taking the time to listen to us otherwise we're just talking to ourselves which i mean yeah. we do all the time we do all the time <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just a mini thank you shout out to anybody who's listened to any episodes. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Okay, on to the topic at hand. We have returned from our five-week trip to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And, might I say, it was spectacular. We have returned. It is quite a difference <laughs> um, from here. And uh, we had originally, in a previous episode, talked about how we give, you know, our feelings beforehand and our feelings after. So here is everything after. Um, and again, this one's more of a personal note, so it's not really any tips or tricks or anything like that. This is just about how we emotionally and physically and everything in between are uh, after returning, how the trip went and highlights and just... Uh, the personal stuff, the stories that you may yeah. hear. I'm curious to listen back to the previous episode now. It's a long one. It's like 40 minutes. But just like, I just want to hear what our thoughts were before going and just see like how, because we recorded that like five weeks ago. So I don't really remember everything we said. I remember a lot of it. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So we can start with, um, we got back a week ago from when this is being recorded so yes we, we we've experienced oh you're right we've been back for a week a yeah. week now yeah so we are completely like settled back in here originally we wanted to record it right off the bat of like the excitement phase of you know coming back but then we got lazy and we didn't do that 
Yeah. And here we are now a week later. But you know what? It's perfect because now we've readjusted to home life again. So, and we've reflected. Yeah. So we're ready to talk about it. Yeah. So to begin, as Arya said, we were in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Uh, we traveled there on October 31st. Mm-hmm. We stayed there for pretty much the entire month of November. We did stay for the entire month of November. Not pretty much. Yes. We went October 31st and we left in December. So November yeah. was Mexico. Yes. And um, it was originally a terrifying experience to get there. Like in oh in our God. minds. Yeah. I think we both had been told so many things from other people, which is normal if you're surrounded by anyone who cares about you in any way, even remotely. No, but they is it warn normal? you about things. Is it normal though? I, in I, society, I really have to wonder if it's like just society and media makes everyone think travel is not safe. Uh, it shouldn't be normal. It shouldn't be normal, but it is a norm where people choose to focus on every reason why you shouldn't do something. Uh, anytime you're ever going to do something that's like remotely unconventional at a time where yeah. everyone's going a certain way, it's like, well, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And so I think we met, I know we mentioned it previously, like our families and stuff were kind of like, oh, be careful of Mexico. And, Dude, um, we had a great time. I even had coworkers message me like, did you get this and this vaccine before you went? Like not COVID, like other stuff, other vaccines. Which you should, by the way. Which like, you should. And we didn't know. Um, no, we. Sh- d- I did. I just. <gasps> I just. You I knew. I don't like some <laughs> shots. Like I don't like. Them. I should. Well, you and hate needles. Was, I hate them. You sacrificed our health because <laughs> of your fear of needles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they Everything weren't. Was fine. They weren't. They weren't major shots. Um. So they were just like kind of needed if you wanted to get them. We we're fine. Um, we survived. But here's the thing, you know. It was funny because I clearly remember the first few days we got there and it was an Airbnb we had rented out for the entire time. So just for context purposes, we didn't we didn't have like multiple locations. We worked in that one place and then we would take uh, day trips to different places. And just to further clarify, we weren't in like some hotel or some resort like so many people thought we were. It was literally a regular like apartment in the city. Like, local style. There was no tourists in our building. It was all locals. Yeah, I mean, maybe there were a few tourists. Maybe, but but they were mostly, like, expats and stuff. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't a five-star restaurant. We didn't have cleaning service. We didn't have breakfast service. We didn't have any of that. We had our normal day-to-day lives. No, we were down there living like Mexicans, okay? Oh, right, there, buddy. Pretty much. Um, That's not racist, is it? I don't think so. I don't know. We were living exactly. like we were living like the people. We were living like the people. We were trying to have the most authentic experience that we could afford and uh, feel comfortable with at the time. We were close enough to the tourism area where, you know, we weren't like in the ghettos or we weren't in the authentically n- native area either. We were we were still pretty much in a safe zone, but there were a lot of local people who lived around that area, um, and, like, our Airbnb hosts lived a few blocks from us, and we had met people who had lived there for years, like Arya said, expats, um, locals, just generally a lot of, a good mix of people where if we went to other areas in the city, you could definitely be like, oh, this is, like, tourist hotspot city. Yeah. This is where, if there are Airbnbs, they're, they're surrounded by hotels, hostels, uh, luxury kind of setups or even like boutique styles but we had a lot of more of these small mom and pop shops the general like grocery store all that stuff around us where you you did have to speak spanish otherwise they were like 
I can't help you. <laughs> Yo, our Spanish got so good. Well, I mean, relatively speaking. You had zero. <laughs> I went in there with practically zero Spanish. And I came out of there with like a good like 40 words in my vocabulary. Yeah. And I also left with the determination to keep learning Spanish. So I've, I've installed Duolingo on my phone and, you know, blasting through some Spanish lessons as you do. Yeah. And so it's really interesting going back to that, you know, now that you have a little more context on where we were staying, when we got there, um, it was, I remember, so we, we took a bus, first of all, from the airport, um, and it was like a coach bus, so it wasn't a, a like a anything bad in any way, but we didn't know anything about this bus. I had just done research, because I was like, I'm not going to take a $60 taxi to our location, um, and everyone online... <laughs> Thank you, everyone who ever posts anything online. Was like, oh, take the ADO bus. It's super great, super safe. By the way, we paid it forward by posting some things online ourselves. Yeah. Some reviews of different I, places. I've definitely posted things on, on different things. Uh, Facebook. Reddit. To help future, yeah. future people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So anyways, point being, we took the bus over. Uh, when you get out of the airport, we were overwhelmed. First of all, it was so nice and warm. I was like, yes. But then there's like a horde of people trying to like sell you taxi services which is normal if you've been to anywhere in like um just like mexico south america as as we were leaving the airport some lady came up to us and she's like what's your name and what your age is and where are you going yeah she's and like, like she wasn't airport she wasn't like with the airport she was with one of these like companies trying to sell you something yeah and i was like you know why are you asking us this and she's like oh we're just getting general information i was like Get no, the, that's fine. Get the f- out of here. I was just like, no, that's fine. And I mean, that's their thing. But um, I was, I personally like hate conflict. I hate dealing with that, which is something I'm working on. But <laughs> Which is what Arya is great for. Arya is great for. Oh, we went, you know what? Wait, Side can we tangent. continue? No. Okay, fine. Keep going. So we got off the, <laughs> <laughs> we had like so many side tangents. So we got off the, the airport area, entered the bus area, and then uh, bought a bus ticket. And honestly, the bus ride was so smooth. We got there super easily. And then we were like, we have to get to our Airbnb. And I was paranoid because this is where I've been trained since like a kid. Like my parents were like, lock your bags up and make sure yeah. your eyes are on your bags. Don't let anyone come near yeah. you. Uh, and I was just like, frig, we're in a new country. Everyone's like, you know. Dude, my head was on a swivel the whole walk to yeah. the, I mean, it was only like a 10 minute walk, but But yeah. I remember being so stressed. Because but it was like, busy. It was, I don't know, like it was, it was busy. Yeah. And I, and so in that moment when you think you're doing something for the first time, you think you're the only one who's ever done this. I was like, oh my God, we're going to like a more local area. So, you know, no one ever walks through their suitcases. This must be like weird, whatever, a uh, super fear-based mindset and caution-based mindset. We got to our Airbnb, we managed to get the key stuff, it was a little bit of struggles, got in, we're so grateful, like I remember getting there, I was like, yeah, we made it, like, yeah. we did the whole process, you know, everyone had so many cautions and this and that, but we're in here, and we're super grateful for the space. I remember, though, being highly disappointed. Yeah, I think you had a lot of expectations about what the space would be. Yeah. Um... I mean, to be fair, the the images and description, you know, were probably a little nicer than what the reality was. Yeah. But, I mean, all the ads are like that, so it is what it is. I had no expectations. In my mind, I was like, we're going to Mexico. We're not in a hotel. We're in, like, a local place. Yeah. I'm not expecting, like, crazy amount of, of luxury. And it wasn't it wasn't that it was crazy amount of luxury. So, even in our home day-to-day basis here, Arya's not the one who does... <laughs> 
I love you, but don't take this the wrong way. He doesn't do a lot of the like the day-to-day -day general cleaning, managing, maintaining the house and stuff like I that. I don't take it the wrong way because I do everything else and everything in between. Yes. Um, <laughs> everything I ask, he does. And <laughs> it's great. But we got there and I was like, oh my God, there, there's like bare bones for cooking. Literally, like the pots and pans were so scratched up. Um, there was no dryer. It was like a rod. And I mean, that's, I guess, a norm there. There was no... I've been to Airbnbs and I guess my essential breakdown of what's required in an Airbnb was higher was like, you know, you'd have laundry detergent, you'd have everything set up, you'd have a bunch of paper towels. Like we only had two rolls of paper towels, uh, not paper towels, sorry, toilet paper. Um, for the month. For the month. So we have to get more. And they were like, that's it. And I was just like, in my mind, I was, those frustrated me because I expected there to be a bare minimum of what the space was supposed to have. Like there's no vacuum, it's a broom. And then I got in and I started like, checking out the place and I had to broom the floor because it was still dirty and I got so annoyed. I was like, there's, I sent the Airbnb host like a picture. I was like, there's a bunch of dirt in this place. Like, are you sure you sanitized and cleaned everything? And they were the sweetest little old couple ever. They were so nice. Uh, they, they came over, they helped us. They brought us drinking water several times. And when we were leaving, they drove us to the bus stop. Yeah. And get this. When they drove us to the bus stop, we forgot Kesha's jacket back at the place. So this man drove back to the place, got the jacket, drove back to the bus stop to give us the jacket. And we did end up missing our bus, <laughs> but it was still very nice. <laughs> they really they really did try to like make sure we were comfortable. Um, their daughter was a uh, tour guide. She gave us a bunch of stuff and information. And so, like, they were really hospitable to us, even though the space wasn't, like, my freaking expectations of what I wanted to be. But I was comparing it to past experiences, and mm -hmm. I wasn't focusing on the moment. Um, and so, you know, there were a few things like that, hurdles to get over in my mind. And when I did, it became a lot more pleasant. I just had to change my mindset and accept things for what they were and be okay with them. Yeah. Once I did that, it was a lot better. But, like, even at night, we were both, like, oh, it's so noisy here. Oh, we're so uncomfortable. Yeah, I was having a very uncomfortable night the first night. Yeah. I, I had a lot of, like, culture shock. Yeah. Although I was fine up until the point where it was the end of the day and we were going to sleep. And I had the opposite. I was, I was stressed the whole day until the point where we got to bed. And I was like, okay, we made it through the first day. And then Arya was kind of reflecting. And then he's like, oh, my God. I was like, oh my god, I want to go home right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was like, I'm done. Like, it's but, <laughs> but I've noticed, one, I've noticed that that's a that's a common sort of behavior pattern for me because when I went to university and I you know left home and I went to go live in residence, I had a very similar first night experience there too, where I was like, am I making a mistake? Oh my gosh, call my parents to come pick me up. I want to go back home. And then right after the first night, I was like, oh, this is great. I love university. I'm never going home. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing happened in Mexico, basically. After the first night, I was like, wow, this is this is great. <laughs> yeah. And it was uphill from there. So, yeah. Um, you or know. no. Uphill? That makes it sound like it was work from there. Sorry. It, it, it was it smooth was sailing from smooth there. Smooth sailing from there. Really, like, we had, obviously, it wasn't like there was no problems at all during our entire trip. But really, it was that entire mind, as I said, like culture shock, mindset shift, um, being okay with where you are versus mm -hmm. what your expectations of where you are. And, and that's like a huge thing in meditation if you ever do it. It's like being okay with the moment and just analyzing it and seeing it for what it is and not holding on to your, your, your belief system about what it should be or what it isn't. Because when you do that, 
you're going to be miserable. You're just going to focus on everything that's possibly wrong and what didn't work and what should work and why is it like this. So you find, instead of finding the problems, you find the solutions. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what started to happen. So uh, we started to do our work. We figured like the internet was smooth sailing. Yeah. Uh, we, we started working from there and we were doing Maybe we should three- clarify. I don't know. We probably mentioned it in our last episode, but. That was one of our fears. <laughs> no, but like what we ended up, what we did in Mexico is we took two work days per week off. Oh yeah. So we worked three days of the week, like, you know, a regular eight hour a day. And we we're on the same time zone. So, you know, just nine to five. And then for the other four days of the week. We were off to go explore, to go see places, try things, do things, you know, travel, yeah, whatever, have fun, get lit, yeah, in or Mexico. do our own, or do our own things on the side, or too. do our own projects, yeah. Um, and so we started doing that, and <clears throat> it was really funny because in the beginning, I know one of your hurdles was you mentioned like you learned Spanish. He was so scared to speak Spanish. He's like, I don't know, you speak, you speak, yeah. you speak. And I don't know Spanish that well either. I mean, I know French pretty well, but I don't know Spanish. I mean, I think it was safe to say that you had a better grasp on I Spanish did. than I did. Yeah, I understood it a lot better. You're than generally you. very good with languages. That's one of your that's one of your strengths. Yeah, your not... intellectual strengths. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I enjoy it. Like I, I'm up for that challenge. Um, so like we we did takeout and stuff on the like we did tacos and we found dollar tacos and oh my god right like right around the corner from us dollar tacos I mean a minute walk and that's not oh. even an exaggeration boys and girls let me tell you the food in Mexico nothing will ever compare to it except maybe like Persian food in Iran but that's I it. mean anywhere <laughs> you go in the world that's the best part is like. Oh my god, the f- food, everything. mamma mia, con mucho gusto, yeah. so good. <laughs> so let's tell you a little bit about what we loved about this place. Um, for as, the span of the whole trip? Yeah, so, you know, we, first of all, had expectations about it being like a really nice beach town and everything like that. Totally lived up to that expectation. Beach was great, except was great. I got stung by a bee for the first time in my life. Two wasps, never mind, not even bees. Um, for the first time on a beach day. That's all right. It was it was an experience and a half. That was but, good. It helped you get over that fear. Yeah. Are you still deadly scared of bees now? I'm not deadly scared. I still don't like go near them, and I still I think if I see them, I'd go like, ee, um, yeah. and try to run but away. But you know, if you get stung again, you've 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 already experienced the worst version of that. So if you get stung by like a regular bee now, yeah, I didn't it's get stung by one. Bad. I got stung by two in my entire like bottom half of my foot. Like had an entire like a reaction. reaction. Um, anyway, that's not... We're that's talking not about things point. we liked. Yeah, sorry. Beach Town was amazing. Beach, amazing. beach was a good vibe. Um, the people were so nice. I think we went in with the with the belief that it was going to be unsafe. Yeah. And we shouldn't trust people on the street. Yeah, everyone's like, don't stay out late. Which makes sense. Like, which we, we didn't. We, we, only, we only stayed out late like one night or two nights. And yeah. that was because we had like events that we were at. Yeah. But, but even those two nights... I didn't have a single moment of fear for my safety. No, the people were very nice. Maybe it's because we're tourists and, you know, they told us that, you know, bad things don't usually happen to tourists. Yeah. But, man, it was great. We had a great time. I felt, I never felt unsafe. No. So, like, safety-wise, the city itself was super safe. We even walked outside of the city during the daytime, not the nighttime, for, like, an hour outside of the city's, like, uh, core. and Into the local zone. Into the local zone. And honestly, I didn't feel unsafe at all, even no. there. I was just like 
sense sense of direction wise trying to learn myself yeah um but otherwise amazingly helpful people yeah very nice and helpful like random pedestrians on the street would stop and help us if they saw us struggling you know because of the language barrier or something yeah and the reason the other thing is like um the culture in the community is is very much strong over there i know we notice this like hugely in north america i mean canada specifically is a lot better than the states um where we we at least you know we're neighborly and we're friendly enough but over there it's really amazing like we got to meet neighbors in our in our apartment i don't think we've met other than like two neighbors in this building that we've lived in for how many months in canada Uh, yeah in canada we've only met like two real neighbors it's just it's a different culture there everyone is it's community-based it's so community-based they're so open everybody says hi to each other and like good morning how are you You yeah it's like if you don't say hi to someone when you walk by them it's like what it's kind of like yeah it's weird it's a weird energy whereas here you're like if you're like hi to everybody they're like you good um so i really like that there i really prefer the mexican way (laughs) yeah me me too and and they have conversations with you or they say thank you to you and it's like so not polite in the way where like they're trying to be it's just mannerism it's literally like if they want to say thank you to you they're saying thank you to you and especially like for tourists they're really grateful for that there because their economy in mexico specifically uh revolves around tourism and that's what they need and you know covid hit them really hard so the fact that we were there we did our part for the mexican economy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um it was pretty pretty like crazy to me that people were thanking me for you know just being there being there people would stop us and say thank you for coming to our country well not like the way you're saying it We'd no they in, would They'd no like, that only happened like once that happened twice at least anyways they were they were just super friendly uh they talked to us they asked us where we're from it was more like actually who are you what are you and like i would always ask for names we got to meet people on a name basis instead we of met just like so many people we got so many contacts too like we you know we met people that have become friends that yeah. we will continue to stay in touch with we met people that could just be generally useful contacts to have when we go back yeah and they shared information openly like they were like come to this see this oh this place is great you should do this you should do that uh we'd love to take you here and that's just so like oh it just felt so good i love that i love i'm more of like you know people's person but we had enough time to have our own space too so it was really well balanced where when you did go out and you hung out with people like it was a really great, meaningful experience, and you were connected to a person in in real life. Yeah. Um, and then you could go and do your own thing on your own, too, and no one would bother you. Like, that was great, too. We never got bothered by people, other other than if you're walking down, like, the core, core um Like the tourism main tourist street, strip? Then they're, like, trying to sell you things. But even then, they're not, like, bothering you yeah they'll just like start yelling something at you while you're walking by like, like hey chicos like hey, do you want to buy this you want to do this because you want and some weed you want... yeah chicas is girls so they'd say chicos by the way oh really yeah oh okay well, i didn't know that yeah um oh, i know so yeah uh, so people oh my god environment great and we mentioned this already but the safety factor was amazing there weather in our was hot. town weather was really hot i mean i love that I, I found it a little too hot to be honest i i'm not saying i like the cold more than the heat yeah but it was too hot and i'm the kind of person where if my internal temperature gets too high 
Like, I'll tell you what, though. What? We didn't turn on the air conditioning in our house. I know. We sweated out the whole month. That's why you were hot. I think if you had the option to have a home with air conditioning and then going out, you'd be a lot happier. I think I would be, too. Yeah. But so I'm just saying what I didn't like was how yeah. insanely hot. I, I was my internal body temperature. I don't know what the, the regular amount is supposed to be, but it was at least like three degrees higher yeah. for the whole okay. month. <laughs> I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it was three degrees higher. <laughs> Very scientific. Uh, but yeah, so it, I agree. It was hot. Um, and sometimes like it wouldn't uh, be conducive to like working if it got like too hot and we'd try to turn the fan on and stuff. But it was simply because over there, uh, the Airbnb host said that, and a lot of them do this, where if your electricity bill goes over a certain amount, they charge you for it. And because we didn't understand the system, we were just like, we won't turn on the air conditioning. Also, we couldn't figure out the air conditioning. That was so it was, a, it was a two-pronged issue. Yeah. We couldn't turn it on because we didn't know how. Yeah. And we were worried about paying more money for electricity, which we were trying to avoid. Yeah. And I mean, a second factor is that if you go in a certain season like we did, um, there... I don't know why everyone who met us was like, oh yeah, when it rains here, it doesn't really rain. But my God, when it rained there, it really rains, my friend. Who said it? Only your friend was the only person that said that. Everybody else told us. Who was us, my friend? Daddy. Oh, no, no, not. No. no. Ed and Tracy, they told us when we went there. They said it doesn't. They they literally told us that it doesn't. No, 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 no. Yes. You're remembering it wrong, my friend. They said when it rains, it pours hard and then it goes away. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't go, go away. away. And it pours. It, they were right about that. It does pour hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, it either like is okay in the morning. And we learned this the hard way the first time. We went to like take out food. And then we went to go like sit by the beach to eat it for the first time. And then it started pouring right before we got to the beach. And I mean the streets were flooded. We literally went swimming in a rain pool. Everyone looked yeah, at us like we were crazy people. Our, our like we were ankle deep in water. Like that's how much it was raining. Yeah. Like, the entire streets. Flooded. Flooded. <laughs> we were like everyone's on the side no one's running through the streets but we had no option at that point and it rained all through the night so if we just stood under our shelter we'd just we'd be there. stuck there so yeah so um yeah but that brings us to this to another point which is everything was so freaking walkable like we got our steps in friends we were walking. We were getting like over 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. like Most days. Not every not, day. Not but when we were days. working. Not the working day. Actually, even the working days, no. we got some no. days if we went out after work, we got some. Sometimes. I'd say like out of the seven days of a week, at least four of them that we were off were like solid walking, exploring, seeing places, even going to eat, meeting people, whatever mm -hmm. it was, we got our walk, our walk count in. And you know what was super convenient? The way the streets are laid out in, in the city of Playa del Carmen is they're all number-based. So it goes like um, first, second, third. No, actually it goes up by two, right? So it was like... No, that, that goes it, up by one. It was one. like second, fourth, sixth, eighth. No, it goes like there's streets and there's avenues. The avenues goes up by five. So it's right. like Fifth Avenue. Uh, okay, either way. Fifth, it doesn't matter. It's, whatever. It's like it's New a, York. Yeah, the streets are number-based, so when somebody gives you, like, an intersection, in your mind, you can sort of visualize where it is on the map without looking at the map. Yeah, well, if you're if you're not challenged like I am, sometimes <laughs> I still get lost. I, I really like that. It, like, it made, like, I'm already somebody who's pretty good at navigation, but that was just, like, oh, perfect. Made yeah. it so much easier to, like, learn the, the street system. And God bless him. I'm so grateful he was there with me, because he really did 
did have all the streets and sometimes i'd be like no it's this way it's like are you good it's this way and then i'd be like yeah it would honestly honestly maybe it would honestly insult my intelligence a little (laughs) bit when you were like no aria the beach is that way you're wrong and i was like baby i love you the beach is this way i promise you if you follow me for five more minutes you're gonna see we're gonna get to the beach (laughs) hey but i'd follow you at the end of the day so yeah begrudgingly (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you'd be like oh there's the beach Wait, I'm so confused now. All right, there. Um, point being, generally though, if if you're walking around, you'll find things pretty easily, and you can get help wherever you are. Um, and I mean, we did mention the language thing, where a lot of people do speak Spanish, but there are a lot of areas, especially if you go to more of like the tourist core, they speak more English. English. The closer you are to the beach, the the higher the likelihood they speak English. Yeah, and so. That's like something that was helpful, but I personally think my my way of being is when you're in a country, um, you try to speak, even if it's like three words, try your best to speak in their language, learn more about them because you're entering their space. They're not supposed to cater to you. And I hated it when like, and I, I'm just going to be like very blunt, like especially Americans. And it would usually be the freaking Americans. They'd be like, oh, like do this for me and do that for me. And like, I, like it was such a high, like, I expect you to do it like like you're beneath me kind of discussion instead of someone well, who's that's serving what happens, you. That's what happens when they have a president who wants to build a wall between their countries. Well, their president's no longer that president. Yeah, I know, but they they had a, they had four years where their president instilled I know. subtle racism into them. And it was crazy to me because I'm like, you know, and this is anywhere in the world, I think like to disrespect someone who's doing service for you is just it speaks more about you than it does them and it's just like oh how can you how can you do that when you you're getting served you know like they're i mean you're paying for it no doubt but if they're doing their very best there's no reason for you to like speak to them like they're beneath you because they're not everyone's a human being and so i didn't appreciate when i saw that but in general like honestly it was People were really nice. The tourists, too. There were a lot of Canadians, which was really nice to see. We met a few We met so many. We met a lot of Canadians, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And we learned something, which we didn't do in the beginning, but we learned it at the end. And if we had done this in the beginning, it would probably have led to more, like, friendships. Is um, if you're ever traveling somewhere for a longer period like we did, go on Facebook and try and find, like, an expat group. And they usually have, like, WhatsApp groups or something that would allow you to connect with more people and events. Yeah. Like, you get to connect with people who are kind of like you, who are not from the region. So, like, it kind of makes it easier to become friends with people like that. Yeah. But at the same time, you'll probably still become friends with locals, too. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. But I'm just saying, if you're looking, like, if especially if you're, like, traveling alone and stuff and you want to meet people. Oh, that's the easiest way to instantly make a few friends. Yeah. And I think it's nice because, like, we met people who'd been there longer than we had. And, you know, they were like, oh, have you done this or that? And uh, it was nice. But we did a few different things. If you followed us on Instagram, I posted a few of them, not many of them, just because. We were in the moment. Bro. Bro. Um, (laughs) I love you. I'll I'll try to post some of the highlights and what we learned um, as a post. But really, like, it was such a great, great experience. How did you personally feel while you were there versus while you're here emotionally? Um... 
it's hard to put into words. I think I need more time to reflect on it, but I'll try to butcher it now. Here in Canada, I feel like the whole lifestyle culture is different. Yeah. And not different for the better. <laughs> I think it's different for the worse. Yeah. It's go to work, finish your work. Oh, you're done your work? Okay. Um, sit down in front of the TV and watch Netflix for like four hours because there's nothing else you can do with COVID and the cold. Yeah. And then go to sleep, wake up, do it again. Yeah. It is not like that in Mexico. At least maybe it wasn't for us because we made an effort to not do that. Yeah. But and we enjoyed it. Yeah. Like every day was an adventure. Even the days where we didn't like go out. Yeah. We still like did at least one thing that was like an adventure for us. And I want to clarify something on that note. We went there. Obviously, we had like trips and stuff that we did. But when we went there... um every like we didn't we weren't doing the you know when you go for like an, a trip somewhere and you go for like a week and you do like bang bang this that that like every day is like a new adventure it really wasn't like that we had no. we had at least like th the three days we were working we definitely didn't go like on adventures we may have done something after work but we didn't have anything specific like you know crazy um and there were days where we literally stayed in our apartment we're doing our side hustle things and we were by the pool chilling we just but even that's what we're saying like you know we went to the pool in our complex we would sit there we would journal there i would journal there you would swim there um and we would <laughs> yeah. like talk to our neighbors or just in general get clear instead of staying stuck and i think that's the way i would explain it. and someone else explained something our friends they said something really that resonated with me like if you believe in anything like this uh in this like you know the idea of there being more than just you like spirits energy all of that it is a different energy and like you just feel more connected to nature there you feel more connected to people there they have so many cultural like oh my god like we went for the uh, dia de los muertos which is like the day of the dead mm -hmm. and very cool we learned so much about uh the mayan culture that day yeah it was and very it's interesting so beautiful like the the local we were in a local town the kids there I mean, like, they were so happy to see us. And it was funny because to me, I felt like, oh, this is such a tourist thing. But I didn't even feel that when I was no, there because they they're we, happy. And we had dinner at a, like, traditional Mayan family's house. Like, it wasn't a restaurant. We went to a Mayan family's house. Yeah. And they made dinner for us. Yeah. So And like, it was good, man. It was, like, one of the first few days. So I didn't have a frame. It was of, literally the first day. It was literally <laughs> the first day or the second day. Like, I didn't have a frame of reference for how good the food was. I was just like, oh, this is good. But in hindsight... That was one of the best dinners we had there. Yeah. And and they were so welcoming. Like, the I just, ugh. The people were so welcoming and loving. And it felt magical, the environment itself. The way nature feels is just so much more connected to people. You have, like, trees growing everywhere in the sidewalk cracks. It's not, like, super pristine, obviously. it's The infrastructure isn't amazing like Canada, which is, like, you know, a drastic difference. But... In all honesty, I kind of enjoyed that more because I felt like it was more authentic in a way mm. to to human beings and how we live yeah. our lives uh, versus I think like here, the way to explain it is like I feel stuck and I felt like their energy flowed and everything felt like it was connected and here it's like... Here is like a concrete prison. You are and maybe, you know, this is just our... And it is 100% just our experience because there are a lot of different places 
and people who live in different places in yeah, Canada who don't who feel that way. Don't feel that way. And that's fine. But like for our lifestyle here, we can't walk everywhere. We literally like Loblaws. That is where we walk to. And that's the only, the only walkable place for us is the grocery store, yeah, which thank a, God we have that. But. Yeah. Or the park maybe, um, which is just like a maybe 20 minute walk. And then you're through the park and that's it. And then you're back in the residential area. And we've talked about the importance of walking. Like, that's really important. But, oh, my God, I haven't walked at all this week. Also, we're in quarantine. So that's fair. But we're we're not in the same mindset to, like, hey, after work, do you want to go for a walk? It's, like, cold. It's dark. I'm just so tired. Yeah. And I don't have those days off as, as well at this moment in time where, like, you know, I think it felt really good to reset mm-hmm. longer than to work on uh, work work. Also in Mexico, when we went on walks, we always had a goal in mind, mm-hmm. which maybe is good or bad. But, you know, we'd be like, let's go explore this street. Let's yeah. go get a glass of, you know, coconut water from the, the, the stand or let's go oh get God, a fresh fruit. So good. Fresh juices, like fresh juices. Guys, guys, guys. So good. So good. Yeah. We went once we discovered it, we went pretty much every day to get fresh juices. Yeah. And they were so cheap. They were like two dollars. Oh a my liter. god. We didn't talk about this yet. That was one of the best. Everything things. was really, really cheap oh, in Mexico. Cost of living. The cost that. of living is significantly cheaper than Canada. Significantly. And we were down there getting our Canadian salaries, you know, our Canadian income. Yeah. Our nice, you know, cushy salaries. I mean they're not necessarily cushy by Canada standards. I mean, I think they're still, you know, we're still doing okay. For but our age group, yeah. For our age group. But, like, in Mexico, you're making that kind of money in Mexico. Like, whoa. Oh, my God. You could, you could live like a king. Yeah. And our place in Mexico was, just for context, I mean, it wasn't that much bigger. It's still a one-bedroom, um, but it was bigger. It was actually bigger than our apartment here. And yeah. it was cheaper. It and was it was cheap. cheaper. I mean, to be fair, I like our apartment better. Because we have a shower that is actually nice. <laughs> the shower there, so that was the, my biggest but, complaint with our place was the shower sucked. There was no shower head. It was gross and small and yuck. And But here's the thing. Like, we were paying the tourism price for that because obviously it's an Airbnb. But if you were to live locally there, I'm pretty sure that place would be like $400 a yeah, month yeah, to rent. If you actually, like, rented it through, like, you know. Local. Local. Yeah, and that was like security, pool, everything included. Oh, yeah, well. there was gates. Our our front door had three locks. Yeah. Who Who is breaking in, fam? There was like a main gate, a third floor gate for us, and then a front door three lock system. So. Secured. secured. All the windows had bars too. Like you ain't, you ain't impregnating our place, bro. <laughs> it's not happening. Rating. I would say rating, but okay. Um, yeah, so. Rating? Was, what do you mean rating? You're not raiding our place. You're not oh. breaking into our place. Yes, yes. Um, and they had security cameras and stuff in the in the building as well. So overall, the cost for what you get is amazing. Like the food, amazing. We've talked about it. But to add on to that, we ate out pretty much every, every night. And the thing is, it was it was sustainable. It was sustainable. It was sustainable because of how cheap. Like I mean, to be fair, we didn't go to restaurants every night we no. went to like street food but well, let me we did tell also you go to restaurants. we did also go to restaurants but most nights that we you know went out for takeout and stuff it yeah. was street food and let me tell you that street food was probably better than most of the restaurants we went yeah. to and cheaper yeah it was amazing so like just to give context of what we mean by cheap is um on our last few nights there we found our flow so we had a budget of 200 pesos 
which if you're talking to like the standard would be what uh, about $15 let's just say for both of us for the day for the, the day. whole day like that's how much we wanted to spend per day uh not including groceries just like going out that was just the going out expenditure but groceries on a separate note would be like let's just say 15 to 20 dollars a week the first time we went grocery shopping my jaw hit the floor how little we paid for how much groceries we got. yeah it was unbelievable so and then we came back here and i was like you expect <laughs> i was so shocked and outraged at the prices of canadian grocery stores when we came back <laughs> he's like this big four dollars for this bagel we could feed the entire village with that um because we had fresh baked literally fresh, fresh baked bread for a peso not a dollar one um, peso you know what one peso is my friends is one fifteenth of a canadian dollar yeah fresh bread for one fifteenth of a dollar yeah Oh. But going back to the $15 budget for a day, with that, um, not even fully hitting that budget, we would get each like, uh, no, not each, we'd get a liter juice and share that between us. And then we get two elotes, which are these corn on the cobs by the street, which Arya oh loved. Oh my God, and so did they I. were so good. They basically made, you know, they boiled the corn, uh, uh, covered it in mayo, put cheese on it and put hot sauce on it. Yeah. It was, it was so, so good. good. And then we also had a um, torta, which is a sandwich, and they have different things you can put into it from this, like, these were the street vendor um, things that we bought. And in total, I think every night, including tip, it was maybe like 180, like 160 to 180. 160 peso, yeah, it's like 10 bucks. Yeah. So 10 bucks for but all like, that we went, we went kind of like all out. You could, if you just got the sandwich, no juice and no elotes, yeah, yeah. you could literally spend like three, four dollars for yeah. a, a dinner that you probably can't even finish. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, my thing about that was I felt good. Like here, I'm like the time I spend, well, what groceries do I have? What do I need? What can I make? How long will it take? Do I have to make it enough for a week? Do I have to make it enough for tonight? What am I going to do? And all that takes so much time and effort mentally. And it saved me so much energy just like being like, oh, let's go get the tortas. Like I deal with lunch and we deal with breakfast. Yeah. But you know, in the evening, it just freed up that energy that we normally like after a long day of work, now you have to go figure something else out. We yeah. would instead feel refreshed like, oh, let's go find something for food or really excited looking forward to it. Yeah. And even for like our laundry, there are these things in oh, Mexico called lavanderias. Did I say that right? Yeah. Lavanderia. Um, but they're basically laundromats that are super cheap. You give them your clothes, they wash it for you, dry it, and fold it for you. And they give it to you in this nice bag. You pay them, you know, whatever, like six bucks for that whole service. Yeah. Actually, it could be less depending on how much I think it was like three and a half, three and a half pounds for 50 pesos. Three and a half kilos. But kilos for 50 pesos. Yeah, I mean, we were doing the laundry of two people, so it was like six bucks. But, you know. Yeah, two people, like every two weeks, pretty much, we went. Um, so like all of that would be six, six dollars. Yeah. And they'd fold it for you and everything. Oh, so you don't so have to good. worry about anything. It was crumple free completely. And I, I came back and we had to do like all our loads of laundry. And I was like, oh my God, that just saved so much time and mental energy on my end. Uh, I would love to pay for that. So yeah. And since, everything else was, and since everything else was so cheap, you know, that $6 wasn't really a hit whatsoever because we were already saving so much money in other places. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's put things very clear. We didn't 
we didn't have like a lower cost of living than we do here just because of the fact that we spent on things like um Tourist, scuba diving touristy stuff or tours or we went to go out. see chichen itza we yeah. went to tulum we went you know yeah like we yeah i would say like in a hostel another night like these things added up and so by no means was it like oh yeah we spent way less in mexico we're just saying that if you were to go there and go with the ex- like the intention of saving money of saving money to live there you're not going there as a tourist you're going there to like actually just enjoy live there and you could still do touristy things like don't get me wrong but you could save so the, much yeah money. the potential for savings if you're like a canadian is out of this world i mean obviously you have to be a remote worker but but i mean there are people there who weren't even working remotely they they found jobs over there in the tourism industry yeah and they love it. They're doing that. They're enjoying it and they're living their best life. And it just depends on what your definition of your best life is and how you want to live it. But it's totally doable there. I think the mindset culture of North America being like consumerism, buying things, high expenditures, um, and like debt ridden is really, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm speaking from our mindset. I don't know what the locals exactly feel. I know there's a lot of holes in the economy for them to like, they don't get pensions for their, you know, older people. I don't think they get disability either. They don't get disability. Like, all these things that we take for granted. But with, you know, the, the process of you being in a country where you're earning dollars and you're taking it to them and you're spending it there is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely, like, opened our minds and our thought processes up to other ways of living, how you can, how you can save your money and how you can have a really great like quality of life without really giving up too much on your yeah, end. Yeah, it, it really broadened my my world perspective. It really did. Like there were a lot of first world amenities that you didn't have there. Yeah. But I felt like for the trade-off of the culture that you were getting in return, yeah. I think it was... And the food. And the food. Let's just call that culture. <laughs> It was so worth it. Like, you couldn't drink tap water. That was annoying. We had to get, you know, jugs of water. That was annoying. I'm not going to lie. But I could live with that. But you could get that delivered to your house if you were there forever. Yeah, but it's just annoying to have to keep refilling bottles with that jug of water. No, but you don't have to do that. You'd have, like, a, one of those... Like a water dispenser. Water, and, I mean, like, you're you're talking about living in a city right now. Whereas, if you go up north and stuff, a lot of people there don't have, like... Drinking water drinking either. Drinking water either. Yeah. So, they use the water yeah. filter. So... It just depends where you live and what you're used to. Exactly. And that is the one thing, like, I came back and I did reanalyze, like, things I do take for granted, although I genuinely, like, loved it there. Me and, too. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move there forever, personally, just because that's not my life goal, but I would definitely, like, I love traveling. I think there's so much to learn and see from other cultures, and you can save money by doing that, contrary to a lot of beliefs. We'll talk about, like, traveling in a we'll do another thing. episode we'll talk about traveling in general but but um i i know i wanted to mention one thing is when i was there my i know in the previous episode when we talked about you know how we feel and stuff i felt really stuck and burnt out here and i went there and i set boundaries so much better for myself like i disconnected so well and it goes back to that episode if you haven't listened to like walking and how you can disconnect and stuff but I knew as soon as my work day ended like I'm done I'm not opening my laptop for the weekend even though I had longer weekends and I know a lot of people in North America have that mindset like I need to check my emails even if I'm off 
I was like, screw that. I'm not, I'm not checking my emails. People are like, I'm setting a meeting on this day. I was like, I'm off. So if we need to reschedule, like I'm turning my day off. I'm not, I'm not taking this on my day off. You know, one of my day off is staying as a day off. And I respected that boundary for myself. And I felt so freaking good about that. And That's I awesome. loved it. Yeah. Um, and it made me like reconsider a lot of things for myself. But I came back and I was like, this week has been insane. I mean, by Wednesday, I was burnt out. I was done. I'd had like three, nine and a half, 10 hour days. Um, and I was just like, the, the issue is I have nowhere to go. I have things to do. And people are like, oh, you're not on vacation anymore? Let's go. And like, you need to do this. You need to help with that. This is the end of the year. We need to do this. And it's just such a, like, go, 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 go. Kind of like. It's such scenario. a like North American corporate lifestyle. Yeah. And I don't love that. I really do not love that. I love yeah, helping people. I love being of service um, and creating value with the people I work with. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think that there's something to be said about boundaries and limits and having yours in a way that respect yourself and your feelings and your emotions. So um, I felt really good about that there. I felt reset. And it wasn't just like taking a vacation. I felt like I had time and it had a lot to do with the things we talked about, like getting our laundry done by someone else. Yeah. Um, we just had a lot more free time. Yeah. It felt that way at least. Yeah, it really did. And the time factor is so important because something as little as even like the sunshine you get there. It you felt get way more sunlight. So good. The days felt longer. I mean, they were longer. It was really funny because I thought like, oh, it's so short here because we, you know, we, we'd come right at the time where... It wasn't quite so dark in Canada. I was like, oh, the sun is setting at 6.30. It's pretty dark. And then I was on a video call and I was like, is it getting dark there at four o'clock? And they're like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I came back here and I'm like, before my work day is over, it's dark. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, so there's, there's it's really things. upsetting. <laughs> um, not to say like we don't love our lives here or anything like that. Uh, we're just trying to point out what was great and what we realized um as you know as travelers coming yeah. back to where we yeah we're not bashing left. on canada i mean if anything when we got back to canada oh, I, was, I, was so I was so excited. excited i was like i was so happy to like be surrounded by canadians again just because jumping up and down in the airport he was like we're in canada we're in canada oh my god i'm so excited yeah well, i mean I canadians sad. as nice as mexicans are canadians are also very nice people they are and that's like that's it's a, a different thing. culture, but they're very nice. Yeah, like in the airport, people were, we were all like, what? With the, like, airport policies and stuff and the way they were dealing with, so, you know, people were talking to each other. Um, but it is a different, I think also if we knew, like, Spanish properly, it, it'd be so much better as an experience over there because you mm -hmm. could have way better conversations with people. But it depends on your personality. It has a lot of different factors and um, and your mindset, obviously. Like being in Canada, we still talk to people. We still make friends. We still um, do things. And it's just about the effort you put in. Like we also should make more of an effort maybe to do more external things. It's just a little... More. It's harder here because things are not walking distance and we don't have a car. Yeah. Things and are, I don't it's love... cold as hell outside. So, you know, if you're doing some kind of physical thing, you have to take a change of clothes. It's just... Yeah. So many more things to consider here. It's just more steps. It's not as accessible. That's all it is. But, you know, an effort for something you want can be always made. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. You can make the most out of your life. And we really do. Like, we missed our apartment. And Arya said, like, the shower 
Uh, we missed like the comforts of our home. I missed my plant babies. I missed um, my computer so much. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things we're really grateful to be back for. And I hope that like this helps anyone who's listening feel like, you know, it's not that it's bad or good where you are. It's noticing what's good about where you are and taking all of that good in and appreciating it and not letting anyone else taint that good with their perception. I think it. it's about broadening your, your perspective because when you get exposed to other cultures, you get exposed to different ways of living and yeah. then you might find that you prefer a different way of living that you just didn't consider before. Or you can really learn how to modify your way of living. Like, you know, it doesn't mean you have to move somewhere else. It could just be... Maybe you're not a part of the norm in North America, but you start something new and it could lead you somewhere great. And that's all it is. It's changing your mindset, your emotional state of being, mm -hmm. uh, what you're willing to go through in life and op like opening you up to everything else that's possible instead of in your own little bubble. And we really got to experience that more. So especially after a year and a half or two years in COVID life, um, it really felt really good for us to do that. And me personally, I love, love, love traveling. So it was like a part of my soul was just breathing again. I was just like, oh, yes, I'm like alive and yeah. experiencing it. And even the way they deal with COVID there is so different. Um, not that we weren't safe there. We wore masks and everything and people wear masks there too and all that fun stuff. But um, it's just, it, yeah, it broadens your mindset so much. So. This was our little recap. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. Mexico. I'm sure in future episodes we'll we'll bring up little stories here and there of what we went through yeah. when when they're relevant to the conversation. But this was the general gist of of yeah. how we felt and and how much we loved it there. I yeah. mean, overall, if you had to rate it out of ten, how was your experience in Mexico? Um, I don't know. I think like honestly, I'd say ten out of ten. But with the with the clause of if I was to go back, I wouldn't do things everything exactly as I did then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a learning experience. But the entire trip, ten out of ten. Yeah, I would I would say similar. I would say nine out of ten. And the only things I deducted points for were the things that I would do differently, like get a place that has a shower that is nice. Yeah, like <laughs> I think I would change my place, um, my my life, my lifestyle of where I'm living. But I would definitely say like as a whole living there and experiencing the culture, the people, the food, the environment and all around life there was 10 out of 10. Amazing. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So if you're thinking about Mexico. Um, we recommend it, honestly. We would recommend it. And if you have Even any if questions, you're solo. Honestly, even if you're a oh, solo yeah. traveler. Yeah, there's so many of them. There were so Females many of them. and males. Yeah. I know a lot of people, they don't want to travel because they're solo. Yeah. And I understand that sort of fear, but I, I really think that it, it would be beneficial and just, it would be a great time. Yeah. And you should do it. If you, if it's something you want to do, you should do it. And if you have questions specific to anything, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. We love talking about our experiences, what we have to share. And you can like, message us on Instagram, or if it's a question that you think other people would benefit from knowing the answer to as well, feel free to leave, leave us a voice note and we could answer it for everyone yeah on anchor or um yeah you can reach us any of the platforms we're on we'd love to hear from you or if you've had a certain experience that resonates with like what we just talked about share it with us as always we appreciate your time and we hope you have an amazing week ahead we're so happy to be back at this and 
Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. See Adios. you next week. Adios. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto.